See, we've got coming to us here in a second on our post-game interview. Madeline, I believe, has Mike Conley on the headset. Mike, uh, just comment on what the young guys have brought you guys and just energy and spark here recently. Uh, it's much needed, man. Those guys have been working, um, you know, all year long, preparing for this opportunity. Um, guys have been in and out of the lineup, and they've they've been, you know, prepared and, and ready for for their assignment and their opportunity. So I'm just happy that they're going out there having fun, picking us up when we need it most. Um, you know, in the middle of the year, it's always tough. Uh, talk from the coaches and the lot of others is that you taking a larger leadership role. Your voice is being heard a little bit more. Do you feel that to be true? Oh, uh, for sure. Um, you know, with, you know, adversity, you know, and guys being out and, you know, a lot of guys not making the trip, you know, it was, a, it was an opportunity for me to kind of step up and, and be that guy that I'm, I'm so used to being, um, especially when things aren't going right, being able to keep everybody afloat and uh, keep everybody's minds right. You know, it's a tough job, but um, it's, part of, it's part of a winning atmosphere. So I'm just glad the guys have been able to hang, hang with us, hang with me, and, um, and I think we're starting to, starting to play our ball. How are you a better team now, having been through what you went through? Well, how, you know, how much worse can it get? You know, uh, we we saw the bottom, and uh, when you're at the bottom looking up, you know, it it, it, it kind of lights that fire, that that hunger, that that drive that, that we that you know we, we came in with the last two seasons, trying to get respect, trying to prove who we are. Um, it reminded us, you know, that we still have to go out there and prove. We still have to go out there and work, and we can't let any weeks go by that, that we're not giving our 100% effort and, um, and, and being connected. So it's just a reminder of that, and, and we're going to be much better, you know, coming through it. Mike, thanks for the time. Pleasure to watch you play recently, all the time, but really recently you've been great. And uh, uh, fun game tonight. 15, Thank you, appreciate 15 it. 15 lead changes, nine ties, heck of a battle. Way to fight it. It was a fun one. Thank you, appreciate it. That is Mike Conley with us post-game. We're joined now by Tim Lacombe and Jake Scott, along with Ron Boone. And, Ron, that was, that was a fun game tonight really was a, a fun ball game. I mean, the runs that both teams had, uh, free throws, offensive rebounds, we saw a little bit of everything, and then your stars step forward and, and make big plays for you. I, I thought Julius Randle played very well, especially in that third quarter, but Donovan Mitchell is the clutch player here for the Jazz. Right yeah, now. no, he was he was great. In the, you know, the big play often does, he picked his spot, when to run, he sprinted up the floor, got the bucket and the foul, and uh, that will that would probably did it. Jake, uh, Tim, Tim, what did you see tonight? Well, Donovan was was terrific. I mean, I was just looking through the the play by play, and I thought his shot, kind of when the Jazz were stuck forever on seventy, um, and and they went down seventy or uh, they they were stuck on sixty eight. They went down seventy five, sixty eight. Donovan made a, a right hand drive through the lane and just kind of took the lid off the basket. You know, uh, he was only two for ten from three, but he affected the game in so many other ways and. I, I thought he was terrific. Mike Conley, you know, his minutes on the floor, another no surprise, but, you know, really, really positive minutes, and his leadership is showing through. And then I, I really do take, uh, you know, great pride in watching Doak out there, you know, in the beginning of the game almost not be able to play and then figure out a way to fight uh, with those guys and come up with uh, the rebounds he had late in that game I thought was huge. Yeah, I mean, he, he got two big defensive rebounds tonight on a night where he – he literally couldn't get any for a while. Yeah, Robinson, man, I'll tell you what, his, uh, you, you mentioned they want him to kind of be like Gobert. He, he attacks the offensive glass like that, man. It's crazy how he gets a free run at it. And the Jazz were just really struggling, figuring out a way to, to rebound with him. You know, I thought it was more they had to take a step toward him and put him on his behind a couple of times. You know, that's 
probably the way you challenge, but he's just so big and long, and if he gets inside that restricted area, he's probably going to get it. You know, Lacombe, I think and probably would like to see if, if this is the case, if he could be a little more aggressive like Mr. Robinson. I mean, I, what I saw in that second half was some second and third efforts after, after rebounds that he was barely getting a hand on or a finger on, and he still continued to try to get it. Playing like Rudy, Rudy's is different. I mean, he's, I mean, he's big enough. He's, he's, he reads the defense very well. Uh, I think he reads the ball off the glass a little bit better than, than uh, Udoka and he can go get those rebounds. But David just mentioned he's a better offensive rebounder than he is a defensive rebounder. Yeah, and it's, it's being able to kind of tip those balls out. He got, he's really good at that. Um, but I think as his conditioning is getting better and, Makes sense. Yes, and his competitive spirit and fire, you know, it just is cool that he, he was able to turn that around. You know, it's worth noting, I, I said this on the air the other night, and I have to look it up right now. I don't have it in front of me. I think he's only played 200 minutes his entire career. It's crazy, right. So, for I mean, him to actually have that kind of impact on this game with that limited amount of time ever in his history, and actually, to your point, Tim, go from unplayable to playable in the same night. I think he's played 159 minutes of basketball in the NBA coming into tonight. 159. That was his 27th NBA game, but that's not really real. Let me give me one second here. How many minutes do you need to play in a game to make it a real NBA game? Like, in other words, you're not just playing garbage time. We're 20 some minutes, I think. Okay. Don't you think, so, Tim? Yeah. His yeah. minute high minutes in a game last year was nine minutes and 37 seconds. He That's not, garbage time. He did not play more than 10 minutes in any game all of last year. And this year, he has now played, counting tonight. Well, we can actually count it. It's, it's four, we know, because we've been watching. But he's played five. He got 11 minutes against Houston, and then he's played four other games, now over 20 minutes, and then three or over 10 minutes. This was the third, sixth time in his career he's played more than 10 minutes in a game. I mean, as far as I can see, we haven't lost a game with him starting. Um, Correct? We're 4-0. Oh. Thank you. Yeah, I think that's right. I, I mean, tend to keep, spot trends, you Let's know? keep going. Like, who needs Rudy? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it is trade weekend. <laughs> he said that with a big smile. On I think we need Rudy. I think that was proven tonight, fellas. <laughs> yeah, you mean the 20? I, I would, you know, team rebounds is a funny number, but they had 20 offensive rebounds and what do you, four, probably four others that got knocked out of bounds and they got back? But it, it is such a, like, to be able to win that game and then address that from a positive side is so huge. And, and really, that was about those guys figuring it out on the fly. Yeah, yeah. no, hey, big night. Donovan's a star. Good to have him back. Boyan's a gamer. Mike Conley's solid. JC with some big shots. Love it. We, we, we talked about Don, uh, Boyan when he dunked the basketball with two hands and hurt his fingers. Yes. You, you kind of lose your thoughts there for a minute. I was just hoping he, he was going to lay that time through. to dunk that with one hand. No, he didn't need to do that. He, yeah, you know. He had plenty of time to dunk it with one hand and not hurt that left hand. That might be a good time to pull out the board slap. Yeah. Well, Donovan had enough time to windmill it. Yes, he did. Yeah. He took a stutter step, got his feet right, and then we haven't seen that out of him for a long time. His legs are fresh. He looks good. Fun to see him play with a little joy, too. Yeah, absolutely. Isn't he playing at his best when he's playing, having fun? Yep. Hey, guys. 
Glad you got to talk to us tonight. <laughs> Always a pleasure, hey, uh, Rob. In case you're wondering, uh, we said Arby's would happen tonight. So we're there. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. That was an Arby's comeback right there. Hey, Arby's, I was pacing the studio for Arby's tonight. Yeah, I mean, that, that was a big-time roast beef comeback right there. 26 and 5. I would not have taken tonight. I know. I, I mean, but that's why you're not roasty. Right. I mean, you're really special. I know. He knows. Don't doubt it. Put a little cheese on that thing for me. Just make wow. it a beef and cheddar. Uh, all right. Have you had one yet? Or do they, are they now just called the Lacombe? It's the roasty. The roasty. Roastradamus, man. Nice work. All right, guys. Thank Good you job, very boys. much. Right. 113-104's final jazz win. We're breaking it down next on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show, Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Coach Tim McComb. Jazz win third consecutive W for the Jazz. They beat the Knicks tonight, one thirteen to one oh four. Behind thirty two points, seven rebounds, and six assists from Donovan Mitchell. Oh, and four steals and one sick windmill dunk. Jazz also get uh, twenty from Bogdanovich, eighteen and seven assists from Mike Conley and Jordan Clarkson in his return. Gets sixteen coming in off the bench and how about Doak we talked about him a lot in the crosstalk seven points but 14 rebounds three block shots and closed the game very well as the Jazz get a win a lot of great things that happened tonight Um, you know Royce O'Neal was huge there in that run making back-to-back threes Um, you know right when the Jazz needed it you know they they got guys that really stepped up Uh, Clarkson I thought was you know on a night where he was six for twelve, and, and for Jordan, you know that's a, that's a good shooting night. Um, I, I felt like he really p- kind of played within himself. Uh, the looks he got from three were good. Uh, he went three for nine, but him being a plus eighteen is probably the most important thing while he was out there on the floor, because um, you know the Jazz were able to function. He was uh, he was good, and the Jazz were able to kind of keep a lead. Twenty two minutes is a great amount for Jordan Clarkson, right there. He can come in. Be his splashy self, have a big impact on the game, and uh, and play that six man role. But I thought the Jazz as a team, even though maybe they didn't shoot the ball as well as they wanted to tonight, just forty two percent from the field, twenty five percent from three, twelve of forty eight. They played tough with a with a Knicks team that wanted to play physical. You know, the third quarter wasn't a great quarter for the Jazz, but they kind of withstood it and then held the Knicks to eighteen points in the fourth quarter to close the lid. I mean, really played well. And that's why you watch the games. I mean, if you just look at this box score without a whole lot of reference to see the Jazz shot 25% from the three and gave up 20 offensive rebounds, that would be a, that'd be a tough game to win. But the Jazz found other ways to get it done. Uh, did a great job of, A, getting to the line and then finishing plays there. They were 23 for 27 from the line. They had 14 offensive rebounds of their own, so definitely out hustling um, six blocks and six steals. So I, I thought the defense, particularly – Eric Paschal was really, really good, particularly when he guarded Randall. He, you know, he was able to, to kind of take some of those body blows that Rand, Randall distributes. He didn't really move him around, and he was able to contest shots a little better than anybody else did on him. So a, a really good job across the board from the Jazz. Not many players in this league, I think, can move Paschal around. No. Nope. That, that's a, it's one of the things he's got going for him, among others. But he was a plus 21 on the while he was on the floor tonight in 17 minutes. Well, we've talked about this. I like it that he's a change of pace guy. You can throw him on somebody like Julius Randle, and it's it's a much more difficult matchup because he's got a little bit more mass 
than, say, a Boyan Bogdanovich. Yeah, he's used to kind of backing Boyan and put him where he wants on his hip. And then all of a sudden, Eric's standing there like, good luck. Yeah, you're not going to do that to him. Yep. So it is. It is a great change of pace. And, you know, the cool thing is both guys can step out and, and handle it a little bit and, and shoot it on the perimeter. So really versatile dudes that can do multiple things. Randall had 30 for the Knicks. R.J. Barrett had 23. Mitchell Robinson, 19 and 21 rebounds for Mitchell Robinson tonight. He also had uh, three block shots, so big-time game for him. Evan Fournier. Uh, with 16 for the Knicks. But the Jazz come out on top, 113 to 104. Coming up right around the corner, we'll, uh, we'll actually, to, right now, we'll say goodnight to our network stations. Uh, our next broadcast is coming your way Wednesday night. It's going to be a late one, 8 o'clock start. Uh, the Golden State Warriors are in town. For those of you sticking around with us, we've got sound uh, from the coaches and players straight ahead right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Captain shoot three. Clock is at zero, and another Utah Jazz game is in the books. This is the Jazz Postgame Show. Ingles underhand scoop to Conley. Back out to Joe. Fires the three. Presented by Mark Miller Subaru. Donovan skies and hammers. Now with the recap of tonight's game, here's Jake Scott and Tim LaCole. Jazz game night postgame show, Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe. Postgame is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share markmillersubaru.com. Your final score tonight, the Jazz win, 113-104 to 104 over the New York Knicks. And, uh, Coach, uh, let's get started with uh, – let's start with points in the paint tonight. Brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Call 1-800-GO-SERTA or visit certapro.com. That's Serta with a C. Serta Pro Painters, proven and trusted experts in painting. Tonight, uh, points in the paint. The Jazz outscored the Knicks 46-40. to 40. I actually thought we'd see that number a little higher from both sides considering neither team really shot the ball well from outside. But there you go. Yeah, the Jazz, for the most part, did a good job of managing those isolations. Um, you know, they did foul a little bit more than normal, but that's going to happen when it's kind of mano a mano. But I thought for the most part, you know, with Randall and Barrett, they didn't let him just kill him in the paint, you know. And so uh, I think that speaks to the Jazz, um, you know, effort there. Most of their points in the paint came off of offensive rebounds, actually. So um, that, that was kind of that issue in and of itself. But the, like I said, the Jazz figured out a way to deal with it and overcome it, and, and that was that was actually a, a great part of this game. Well, let's go. Uh, you mentioned uh, doing a lot from the line, both sides. Let's get to the uh, Chick-fil-A foul shot review of the game. Download a whole new way to Chick-fil-A, earn rewards with the Chick-fil-A One app. Tonight, from the line, the Jazz were 23 of 27. And here's what you were talking about, Coach. The Knicks tonight... 24 of 35, just 68.6% from the line tonight for the Knicks. That's tough. And the Jazz didn't get there as often, but they, they definitely made it pay. You know, Donovan missed two there. But I thought Donovan was a little fatigued. He played three or four more minutes than he normally does. You know, he had an extended uh, period of rotation there in that third quarter. But I, I thought it was good they played him. I, I thought he was he was good while he was out there. But, yeah, the Jazz, they went to the line 27 times and they were able to get 23 points. That's great free throw shooting. All right, let's get the post-game sound started. Time to go down to the media room and hear from Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. You can ask me about timeout again. Yeah. They called one, and then it was a slow run. We, we were getting great looks. Um, 
you know, I thought when our bench came in, you know, that, that was the difference. So, um, I mean, you can sub, you can call timeout, you know, there's always, you know, we can talk about timeout theory at some point, Tony, but there's always going to be runs that you want to endure. Um, a lot of times if they're bam, 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 as opposed to score, we can't score, we get a stop, we can't score, they score, you know, those are different types of runs. So um, the biggest thing that we just kept talking about at timeouts was rebounding the ball. You know, because there were times when we were getting stops and, uh, you know, you can call timeout and tell your team to rebound. Um, but we were doing that every timeout. And that was there wasn't, you know, a whole lot of adjustments you know, to be made a few things. Um, but I thought, you know, the biggest things and it's hard to to raise your level, you know, particularly in a game that's that physical. But I thought our competitive level, you know, just kept going up as the game went on. And obviously, you know, in, in the fourth quarter, we had, we had team rebounds. Someone was getting a block out. Someone was tipping the ball. Someone was grabbing it. Um, you know, I just thought the way that we responded against the team, I mean, that, that's a big team across five positions. I don't know if we're bigger at any position. Probably not. So everybody's given up two or three inches and, um, you know, you can talk about that before the game and in, until you feel it, um, you know, you, you have to, you have to adjust to it once you feel it. So. In the fourth quarter, the next made a concerted effort to try and get the ball out of the front of his hands. Mm -hmm. And he responded by getting like four or five sets, big baskets down the stretch for the guys to hit baskets. What can you say about just kind of effort he was putting in? Kind of yeah, I mean, we, we've we've talked about just playing every play, and one of the biggest things um, that you know the last few games, you know, it, it happened the other night as well, is our spacing. And when guys get spaced, you know, if you are doubled, you know, or there is pressure, you've got, you know, you can find people, and you know, it shows. I mean, we've talked a lot about just a collective trust. And you saw that when Donovan found Royce a couple of times, Royce, you know, had missed a couple in the game and then bam, bam. Um, so our spacing and then Donovan just making the right play. Um, but I, I will say there, there was three plays that Donovan made that to me, like are more significant than anything. The, the offensive rebound that he got, you know, where he gave the ball back to Doak and he scored. Um, there was a free throw play when we sniffed out a handoff and he blew up the handoff and went over the top and stole the ball. And then there was a defensive rebound. And so we can look at making a shot. We can look at making the right pass. But when you look at those three plays, like th those are, those are, those are winning plays. And, you know, for him to, you know, we, for him to play, you know, play every second of every minute of, of the game. And, you know, that's been what I've wanted to challenge him to do. And that means if you, when you have the ball, when you don't have the ball, you know, off the ball defensively, on the ball defensively, rebounding, running, um, you know, so you know, he competed the whole game. We had a lot of guys that did that.
<clears throat> yeah, I, I don't, you know, Doak, Doak's competitiveness was, um, that, that was the differentiating factor, you know, where, you know, whether he finishes a layup or, you know, he, he did a couple, he may miss one. Like it's, it's like some of our guards, you're going to make a shot. You're going to miss a shot. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that he's working on. I mentioned before, um, but you know, it's hard to, to work on just being competitive and, you know, that, that to me, you know, to come in a game, I, I told him this in the locker room and it, it, it's not that he didn't do a good job the last two games. Um, but tonight playing against Noel Robinson, you know, Randall's in there, Topin. I mean, it, it's a war down there on the glass. And, um, you know, even when he didn't get it, like someone had to hit him in order for him not to get it. And then he hit a few people. So, I mean, just uh, that competitive component and that gives your team a lift. Kind of a particular issue, but, you know, we talk about Rudy screening so much. Mm -hmm. both Hassan and Doak kind of they're learning, you know, they're learning. I, I think it takes time. You know, I, I, I'd love it to, to have the numbers, but I, I bet it's like 4,000 pick and rolls or something that Donovan and Rudy and Donovan and Mike, it's like, it's an astronomical number. And, you know, with Doak, he, he hasn't, he hasn't played a lot of pick and rolls with those guys. So, um, it's on more than him. And if you, you know, if, as you're watching, you know, there's a lot of possessions where we've, we've challenged our guards to, you know, to really communicate to those guys on the floor, you know, do we want you at the nail or the elbow, you know, is there a big drop to where you can get a hit? Um, that was conversation earlier in the game. Are they blitzing where you need to get out quicker? And I think, you know, for, for Doak and for Hassan, you know, for Donovan and Mike to really take ownership of that um, is, is a big thing. I think that'll, you know, that'll continue to accelerate, you know, some of that chemistry. All right, there you go. That's Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. Man, he hit on a, a few interesting things. I like what he said about Donovan Mitchell right there, Coach Lacombe, where he said uh, he he pointed out three instances where Donovan really changed the game and they weren't necessarily making shots. It was uh, getting a big defensive rebound, uh, blitzing a handoff and making a good pass. And that stuff coach Snyder notices that, uh, and, and of course Donovan makes much more of an impact than simply scoring 30 plus points. And that's been my read since he's been back. Like he's quicker to, you know, being in the right spot. You know, I think that's something that, that he really holds himself accountable to and having been out and watching guys do it, um, knows that he can go do it. And like, he, like Quinn said, the time he kind of sniffed out a handoff and blew through it and it ended up getting the jazz an easy basket, um, that offensive rebound turns around and, and throws it to Doak for the dunk. Yeah, just those things as well as all the other great things that we're so used to, the windmill dunks, you know, the, the highlight threes. Um, but, you know, Donovan's quest is to become a complete basketball player, and I really like the way he's come out of, of this last little break for him, this injury. You know, I think he's been really, really focused, and he's made all those little plays. Then I liked what he said about Doak, how he pulled Doak aside and said, hey, it's not like you haven't been playing great in other games, but this is going up against Mitchell Robinson, Julius Randle, and Nerlens Noel. This is war, is what Coach Snyder said. And Doak went out there and, and played like his hair was on fire. I mean, he went out there and, and uh, played like it was a war. And, and that's the comment I made because I've seen it a bunch. Like, 
you you get a you have a guy who has a first half like Doak had in terms of not being able to corral you know a rebound, not being able to really be in the area code, and then you know to hold himself to a, a standard of like, hey, I'm going to go out there and play harder. And it, it, like Quinn said, it was his competitive spirit which really shone through to me. I thought really was the difference, and that that really spurred the Jazz to do great things. I mean, he went in there, you know, they'd used Hassan. Hassan was in foul trouble, and, and it was Doak's number that got called, and, and I thought he answered the bell, and he, he's just growing really quickly. It's, it's fun to see. Well, you had to wonder a little bit when Whiteside fouled out with about four minutes to go, and you thought, okay, well. How's he going to finish? How's he going to go? They, they're going to go to Doak, no Rudy Gay tonight, and, man, he, he came through, played hard, came through with flying colors. So, you know, and, and Quinn said it, you know, if you compare the two benches, um, the Knicks bench was, they were all negative while they were out there on the floor. Um, the Jazz, on the other hand, there were, you know, a bunch of guys that were in the positives plus minus. And those runs, you know, that the Jazz were able to withstand with, with uh, the younger guys on the floor who have really kind of pulled the weight the last couple of weeks. That was fun to see them go out there and do that. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own. MySubaruIs.com. Jazz win tonight over the Knicks, 113-104. to 104. We'll get you sound for the players next right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz win tonight. Jazz game night. Post game show on the Jazz Radio Network. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe, one thirteen to one oh four is your final post game. Is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, featuring the My Subaru Is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. Get the sounder ready, Jeff, because the Jazz got to one hundred and eleven points. And this season, when the Utah Jazz get to 111 or more points in a game, Jazz app users score a free Arby's Classic Roast Beef Sandwich the very next day. Download the Utah Jazz app, turn on notifications, and visit utahjazz.com slash score big to learn more. Uh, Roastradamus <laughs> strikes again. 26? What is it, Jeff? 25 and 5. It's 25 and 5. Yeah, 25. 25 and 5. I'm jumping the gun there. Hey, you were close tonight. You were, we were sweating it a little bit up here. We yeah, thought we, was it going to be a roast night. Jake kind of sits at the at the head of Arby'sville, and he's kind of telling me how we're faring all game. He's Arby's is looking good, and then later Arby's is not looking so good. So I just kind of he he's the barometer, but they figured it out tonight. They, they did got figure it out. Late free throws. You knew it was going to happen. Well, you knew I it did. was coming. I did. I mean, that's why I called it. That's why you always call it. Well done, as usual. All right, let's get to uh, let's get to some player sound. Let's start things off. Let's send it back down to the media room. It's time to hear from Boyan Bogdanovich. I think, like energy wise, this was one of the best one of the best games. Even we struggled on, on on defensive board, but uh, but last couple of minutes we really really boxed them out. You play. We play hard, and uh, and the crowd gave us energy, energy as well. It was playoff atmosphere in the uh, in house. What's been the, the difference? I guess I mean maybe it's related to what you just said. The last three games compared to what was happening in January. I think just uh, just having uh, just having more guys healthy, Donovan presence, and then our. Our second group gave us another another lift. JC, Eric, Trent, like they were they were they were great. Both first, both 
end of the first quarter and end of the end of the third quarter. So they they kind of brought us back in uh, in a game. What have you seen from Doak the last few games with him getting more runs? I mean, just just his energy and present in the pain. It's 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 impressive. He had a couple a couple of poor at uh, offensive boards and and and, and tip outs for the for the bucket. So so he's growing with the with the team and and he's giving us great great minutes. Getting that song called out five minutes left, and you know, one thing for Joe to start the game, but then to play, you know, down the stretch of a of what's next post game. Yeah, say anything to him during that time. Uh, he knows he knows pretty pretty much what what's to do what to do i mean just just not knowing when when he's gonna get in and when he's gonna get out because he's uh <clears throat> he's then that kind of of rotation right now it's 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 huge just to stay to stay focus focus mentally and 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 then to know even when we are attacking small small like we did on, on the last quarter putting him in a in a pick and roll offensively and then defensively like i said his 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 presence and and, and energy was are huge for us and you guys look at um, you know in the in the past two weeks or month, you know a team put a really prolonged run on you you guys wouldn't you know answer tonight you guys answered what was the key to that like I said, more more players healthy. Like we didn't have uh, we didn't have JC, we didn't have Donovan, we didn't have guys that they are great on a on a, on a ball that they can create for the for the others. So I think that that's the that's the biggest difference. And then then also our 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 defense. Like it was it was great atmosphere in uh, in a Vivian. So they kind of they kind of gave us gave us another push as well. It came out of, as I was dunking, but uh, I didn't talk about my finger for three weeks this morning. You guys asked me some questions and now I don't want to talk anymore because something bad, so bad always, always happens. It's kind of sore right now, but... Uh, that's what it is. I mean, I cannot do anything about that, so I'll, I'll be fine. <clears throat> One point about though, like when we talk about your, if you kind of bad shooting game, and then we talk about it, then you have a good shooting game. Then maybe if you talk about it, it's better. Okay, then then let's talk about my my shooting game. I was struggling again for a three point line. I, I missed two, three open open ones, and uh, lately on a, on the fourth quarter. But uh, so yeah, next game is gonna be better. There you go, Boyan Bogdanovich and uh, Boyan tonight uh, with 20 points on 6 of 14, two, uh, shooting 2 of 7 from 3. But you heard him right there. Don't mention the finger anymore. <laughs> nobody nobody mentioned the finger. He wasn't having trouble until somebody mentioned it in pregame. So mum's the word on the finger. It's always the media's fault, right? It is. They create all the bad stuff. Um, now, Boyan was tough. Uh, I can't even I can't imagine playing with a broken finger. You saw late in the game where he didn't have the splint on after he had dunked and a really heavy, you know, I think it was a one-handed pass from Donovan cross court and he had to kind of let it, you know, he caught it like you'd catch caught football it in, the in the sixth grade. Yeah. yeah. And just take it all the brunt in his body because he just didn't want his hands out there. So he's playing through a ton. Um, you know, like Quinn said, he doesn't want to talk about it. He just wants to keep playing. I, I love his spirit too. You know, he's uh He's such a unique player, and when he's playing well and confident, 
man, he can really, really help this team. Yep, very important to the team in a lot of different ways, and I thought he even played tough when when it got a little physical. He and, uh, you know what, I'll throw Jordan Clarkson in there. Jordan had this kind of chest bump thing going where he was he was going to try and be sturdy and be a little physical. He picked up, well, at least one kind of weird foul on it, but I, I like to see it. He's, he's staying in front of his guy, and he's trying to play physical. No, I, I like it too. I mean, you're certainly – if you have a choice, you'll take that as opposed to getting out of the way. Right. You know? And so the fact that they're there, they're, I think that's what every guy's trying to do right now. They're trying to figure out, you know, how can I do more to help this team win? Yep. Uh, let's see here. Let's, uh, should we do the master of the glass? Let's do the master of the glass. Brought to you by uh, Safe Light Auto Glass, a local vehicle glass expert. Here for another great year of basketball and proud to be the preferred auto glass partner of the Utah Jazz. Safe Light Auto Glass is also proud to present this year's master of the glass rebound program at the end of the regular season. Safe Light will donate $5 to a charitable organization for each rebound secured by this year's team. Rebound leader. Shout out to tonight's master of the glass for the first time all by his lonesome. Remember, he shared... Last game's Master of the Glass with Boyan Bogdanovich. But tonight, with 14 rebounds, six of those coming on the offensive side, Udoka Azabuki is your Master of the Glass tonight. I mean, and it's it's a great story. You know, this is a guy, like Locke was saying, has has not played many minutes in the NBA at all. And, man, I'm telling you, he his first NBA start was in Denver against Jokic, and the, the Jazz figure out a way to win. I think there's something compelling about that. Uh, I think it does speak to, you know, I would imagine, you know, there's a lot of uh, people that think the Jazz maybe shouldn't have taken him in the draft. So there's a lot for him to try to 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 play for. And I, I feel like he kind of has that same, you know, some some of that stuff drives him similar to Rudy. So really fun to watch him contribute in a huge way in 28 minutes against, uh, you know, a, a very, very big and active front line. Uh, but Doak definitely figured out the speed of the game, and for him to get 14 rebounds out of that, six of those offensive, uh, really, really great. Yeah, the energy and the athleticism were always there with him. He just needed time and, and has had a couple of setbacks on the injury front, which is, well, obviously no fun, but certainly limits the amount of time he can be on the floor. So uh, good for Doak. Big game tonight. Uh, let's uh, let's keep the player sound rolling, shall we, Coach? Let's go back down to the media room. It's time to hear from Donovan Mitchell. Um, yeah, honestly, you know, being out, you know, you see a lot of different things, you know, what's needed, what can be better, what do, what's going well. And for me, you know, finding ways I can impact the game, you know, outside of scoring, outside of, you know, the stuff on offense, or even if it is on offense, you know, like the little things. So, for instance, the offensive rebound, you know, Mitchell Robinson was phenomenal on the boards, you know, so trying to just take one from him and make a, make a, just make a play. You know, we had missed a few shots, just trying to make a winning play. We got a good shot in the corner. And then I found Doak and, you know, it's, that's what it's about. You know, it's, it's not always going to be pretty, but, you know, we, we competed and we fought and, you know, that felt like a really good win. It was a really good win, and it felt good as a group because we competed on every every level. Even when we gave up the lead, you know, we responded the way we wanted to, and that's really what it's about, just making making winning plays. Where were you from? Yeah, you know, they, and they came out. You know, we started out, we were up 10, and then they obviously went on that run, and you can go one of two ways. You know, and I think we're at a point now where as a group, we're just looking like, let's just fight, compete, you know. And like I said the other day, you know, when we were losing, 
we had that same fight, you know, even though we weren't winning games and you saw the past two games, you're seeing what the, the competitiveness, the fight, the hunger, the edge, what, what it looks like in, in consecutive wins or three wins in a row. Um, so that, that, you know, a game like tonight where they go on a 24 to two run, it's easy to say, all right, like, you know, I'm tired. Bogey's not, not feeling it. Mike's we're like, we're all tired. Something, something's going on. And that bench group, man, they came in and, First quarter they did it, and then the second, the third quarter they came in and just turned it up to another level, and that's what we need from everybody on the roster. In the fourth quarter, you guys were able to get some piece to all those key rebounds. It's not as much about effort. It's about making the right reads on defense. Right. It's a little bit of both. Um, sometimes the effort is there, but sometimes, you know, they hit shots or sometimes it's unlucky bounce, you know. Um, you know, when we react, like reacting, you know, to, to certain things, I think we, we did a really good job of, you know, like I said, just competing and, and making making it hard. You know, they, they went on that run and we were competing. You know, we gave up a lead, but just continuing to claw, fighting claw, every, every loose ball. Um, even when the calls, we felt like weren't going our way, you know, being able to stay up here, stay with it up here. Um, and I got to take a second to, to, to really shout out, uh, dope man. Like he is <clears throat> taking this, taking this opportunity and ran with it. He's, he's fighting, he's competing. Yeah. You know, yeah. Mitchell had 19 and 21, but he was fighting for every board trying to block shots, trying to scramble, trying to do every little thing to win. And, you know, when you see a guy, you know, he, he's fighting and clawing and we got to, we, we, we kind of, I'm honest, I'm not going to lie. He was, you know, the trendsetter with that for us, you know, he, just continuously making, making extra plays. And, and that's, I'm real happy for him. I'm proud of him. You know, we, 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 we laugh and joke. He, he got off a rebound and I've never seen him get so angry at himself. And I'm like, that's, that's the the tenacity that, you know, he had it when he was at Kansas, you know, and he's showing that, that that's who he can be. And he's running the floor, setting screens, getting flat, blocking shots, communicating, talking too. Like he's telling me where to be, you know, that's just a, another level, you know, and I'm, I'm really happy for him, man. He's, he's really doing his thing. Um, you know, it's easy, you know, when a guy has nine offensive rebounds in the first uh in the first quarter, it can be like, man, like kind of get down yourself, especially in a situation where you're not typically playing a lot, and then you come in and you feel like it's you putting a lot of pressure on yourself, but he stuck with it. He listened to us. He, he he was vocal. He was making energy plays. And I always tell him, man, if you if you're gonna mess up, just go mess up and have it be 110 percent You know, and you see you see that. And then he's figuring stuff out, figuring the plays out, learning stuff, learning reads, learning where God's like to pick and roll. And that's tough to come in here after not playing a lot much all year. And then to come in and have to know what Mike does, what Trent does, what I do, what JC does, the coverage, how we're doing this, how we're doing that. And that just goes, that's a testament to his his mental fortitude and finding ways to learn and, and get better. But, you know, it's easy to kind of get down yourself off when you struggle from the start. But, you know, he's, like I said, you know, the energy he brought tonight, you know, what was he? He was plus 10, right? Yeah, plus 10 tonight. Like, that's huge. You know, it's just being out there, being aggressive, um, three block shots, like he's, he was a monster. You mentioned the uh, that you were kind of tired when you were talking about Bowie at the end of that game. Is it possible? You know, when you talk skills, you got the offensive rebound. Like mm. You made a lot of offensive plays mm. in the fourth quarter. Yeah, you know, it's it's just a matter of picking your spots. You know, I took twenty six shots, maybe it could be twenty one. Maybe, you know, I had four turnovers, you know, maybe those ten threes could be seven. You know, there's definitely ways to look at it like that, but you know, in real time, it's more so just like, okay, this is how you feel. What are you gonna do about it? You know, am I gonna just sit there and, you know, 
let my team down. Like when everybody else is fighting, I'm just going to sit there and I'm tired. Yeah, I was out for two weeks, but that's not an excuse, you know, making winning plays and just trying to find ways to, one, get back into shape. You know, I'm playing a lot, uh, played yesterday, you know, just trying to get back into shape. But in the same token, it's like, look, I'm out there. My teammates trust me and I got to go out there and do what, I, do what I'm supposed to do um, in any way, any way possible. Yeah, yeah, Doak and, and Trent and guys like that had a chance to really step up when you guys were mm-hmm. short-handed and play bigger roles. What, what, what kind of... Sorry, give me two seconds. Impact. My mom is calling me nonstop. <laughs> no All right. Well, what, what kind of long-term impact does, does them getting out of their experience yeah. have for you guys over, particularly over the last three years? It allows them to be aggressive. You know, it allows them, like, like I told Trent, especially Trent, I, I had a conversation with him. It was just like, look, you know, after his career night in, uh, against Denver, I said, look, when I come back, like, don't change. Like, don't, you know, don't defer. Like, you know, we, we feed off of that. Like I said, with Doke tonight, we fed off Doke. Like, we feed off of that. Be aggressive. Attack. Get downhill. Um, he, they've been doing it. Him, Jared, you know, uh, Doke, like those three in particular, they've been doing it, you know, at a high level. And they're going to continue to get better and better and grow. Um, and it helps when everybody, you know, know the plays, know where they're supposed to be, and, and just kind of get into your spots and not really overthinking the game. Um, and I think you, you're seeing that with Doke. You're seeing that with Trent. Um, but the biggest thing is, you know, it's, it's when you come in at that point, you know, as a young guy, it's kind of like, I don't want to do too much because these guys need the ball or this, whatever. But it's like, I think greatest thing about our team is like, yo, like we want you to attack. You know, if defenses are staring at me, you have a whole side of yourself. Like you, you can get a bucket. Like, you know, you, you, you're, you're good at that. You can create off the dribble. You can find guys and get guys open. So, you know, when you, when you, when we instill that trust in them and they're, they're going out there and doing their thing. So then they're going to continue to get better and better. To your point on Doug, <clears throat> It's one thing to start a game or to play, but another thing to close a game. Is there anything that you saw out of him that was different or that did you guys have to say anything to him because he had to be out Honestly, when we said it, it was like it was done. Like he did it, you know, and I think that just speaks to – like I said, his mental fortitude, because it can be a lot thrown at you, you know, real quick. And even in his first start against Denver at Denver, like we were throwing a lot of things at him against the MVP and, you know, he's out there doing it, you know, and like I said, if you're going to make a mistake, you know, just do that 110%, you know, and I, you can't fault him for that, you know, and, I, and he didn't make many mistakes tonight, you know, and it's going to continue to get better and better with the opportunity he's given. Um, and, you know, he's been waiting for this opportunity. He, you could tell, you know, you saw something in his eyes tonight that was kind of like he wants it, you know, and I think that's, that's going to help him. Games like this are going to continue to help. And, you know, he's gonna, there's going to be times where it doesn't necessarily go his way, but continue to stay, you know, locked in, which he has been doing. And, you know, it's been great to watch. He says that the windmill deck was delivered was disgusting. Yeah, it was nasty. I honestly I was going to miss tonight. <laughs> um, but I had to, you know, make a statement, you know, remind myself that I can't jump that high. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was that was pretty good. You know, I can I can be better, but that was pretty good. Let's talk about like the energy, the vibes, you know, from Eric and uh, Trent stuff. How about the crowd? You know, calling voices, three-pointers, you Man. know, you're MVP fans. What does that do for you and the team? That does a lot for us. You know, I hadn't been that loud in there in a while. Um, so it kind of gave you a playoff vibe, playoff feel. And, you know, that that's when we're at our best. You know, it kind of just turns us up to another level. When the crowd gets that loud, you know, you, we feed off of that. Because, like I said, you guys are tired. They're tired out there. And what's like, what are you going to do? How are you going to overcome it? How are you going to continue to step up? And, you know, when the crowd gets like that, you got no choice but to – you know, turn your level up as well, and that's what makes it great. One non-game question: Shepard's trade deadline coming up in two days, and everyone, you know, usually says, "I'm just trying to tune it out." Mm-hmm. I'm doing my job. And then we talked to Joe on Friday, and he's like, 
yeah, you know, I hadn't, I hadn't heard my name mentioned this many times before my career. It, it's tough to tune it out when you're when you when you do start to hear it. Just how do you guys kind of deal with that challenge with it being you know a few days away and knowing that I can't say from my, my personal experience, you know, but I think what I've seen, you know, uh, throughout five, the past five years is every player we have, you know, finds a way to just lock in on what they're supposed to do. And I, and I think it's, it's, it's inevitable. You're going to see it. We all have social media. We all, we all hear things, family, whatever, but you know, it's, it's just a matter of, you know, coming in and doing your job. You know, like I said, you know, I could have been, you know, I was tired tonight. I could have let my team down and not gave my gave my all, you know, and the same thing goes for, for something like that. Yes, it's tough. You know, we all we all go through it. But, you know, the biggest thing is, you know, continuing to find a way to help the team and just be and be and be great at what we do. Um, yeah. And, you know, that's it's, that's why I say about this group, man, we're just we're just locked in right now in a different level. We can feel it. And I think that's what makes it a lot easier to kind of ignore everything else. Donovan Mitchell tonight, uh, terrific. 32 points, seven rebounds, six assists, four steals, and one nasty windmill dunk. Jazz win tonight, 113-104 over the New York Knicks. Postgame, of course, is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru. The My Subaru is campaign featuring real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own. MySubaruIs.com. We'll have more sound for you coming up next on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show on the Jazz Radio Network brought to you by my uh, Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru is campaign. Real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share at markmillersubaru.com. The Jazz win their third consecutive game, 113 to 104 over the New York Knicks. Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe with you. We'll get you some more sound coming up. Uh, but the Jazz get uh, 32 points from Donovan Mitchell to lead the way. They get 20 from Bogdanovich, 18 from Mike Conley. 16 from Jordan Clarkson coming off the bench and uh, seven points and 14 boards for Doak in 28 minutes. He had three blocks and closed the game. This has kind of been, I don't know if this is our second post game in a row coach, but we've kind of had a Doak themed post lately. Yeah. And I like that. You know, that's kind of a nice twist in the middle of the season. It keeps us on our toes, but he's played well. He has played well, man. He's like, like Donovan said, he he actually took a second to, Hey, I've got to make sure I, I, Shout out my guy Doka, right? And, and I think everybody understands what he's going through. And coming into the, you know, the middle of a season, not really being in great condition, uh, coming off an injury, and like Donovan said, all the different nuances that are required. And he's picking up things great. But most importantly, and I think the reason that it's working is because he cares. You know, he's, he's playing really hard. He is playing hard and taking advantage of it. And I don't know, he's he hasn't been uh... – well, people have doubted him. Let me put it that way. And here he gets a little extended opportunity. The Jazz kind of are forced to go with him a little bit, even tonight, you know, uh, with Hassan Whiteside fouling out. They kind of go, all right, well, let's see what Doe can do finishing. And he stepped right up to the plate. Yeah, it was it was very bleak early. But that's the cool part is he, in the midst of a very game, figured out how to, how to change that. And so, yeah, that, that's definite effort and mental toughness, which you like to see. All right, let's get to some more post-game sound. Let's go back down to the media room. It's time to hear from Michael Conley. Um, I, I just think it's it's the com- competitive nature of games. Like, if you're competing, 
you fall into those situations. Um, I think that we had some games there where we were, our effort was up and down and inconsistent and we had some bad plays that led to another bad play as opposed to like, you know, flipping it and saying, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to get a stop this next possession. And you see that in the last few games, just, you know, guys making extra effort plays. And I mean, we got killed on the offensive glass tonight, but then at the end of the game, we made some big, big time box outs and big time rebounds. And you can feel the energy from, from those, those small, um, but big plays. Um, that's, I mean, that's what we want to see even more. I mean, like we know what he can do offensively, but, um, when he's taking over in the other, other areas of the game in which, um, we're putting on the film every day and we're preaching it, you know, and, 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 you know, as a leader from his standpoint, he has to go out there and do all the things that he's asking us to do. And, and when we see that, it's, it's, you know, he just gets us all going. So we're, we're, we're very excited with the way that um, he approached tonight and, and uh, finished the game. Yeah, obviously, I think, you know, the game is fast for him, but he's he's learning. Um, <clears throat> defensively, he's he's working every single possession and just, you know, trying to trying to keep a body on people, uh, you know, on, on, you know, off the glass. And, you know, he's not getting as many opportunities, you know, lobs, you know, all the things that he easy buckets, but he's doing everything in between. He's he's guarding. He's he's being physical and his his presence has really kind of picked us up as a as a unit when he's out there, because we know he's out there just to, you know, be a bruiser and um, change the flow of the game. So we've been proud of the way that he's progressed and, um, you know, continuing to, to improve and, and learn as he goes. The, the team was able two different times to rally from 12 point well, yeah, I think um, for us, it's, it's literally just not to panic. You know, I think that we try to take it one position at a time. Uh, we're a team that can hit, you know, two or three shots in a row and get two or three stops and kind of just, you know, turn a 12-0 run into a 9-0 run on our, our end really, really quickly. And and we know that. And um, and during those runs, we know that, you know, a lot of the stuff that they were doing was was stuff that we kind of could control, like turnovers and transition defense and stuff like that. We were getting good shots and, get, and good looks. So um, if we just short up on those, you know, a couple things um, in transition and getting, you know, offensive rebounds and keeping them off of there and, getting out in transition on our end and, and getting easy buckets, we knew we'd, we'd have opportunities to, to get back in the game and guys kind of just stuck with it. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, we're an Olympic family. So it's like, you know, it's, I grew up with it and um, really, you know, I, I hold it at the utmost, like one of the utmost, you know, honorable things you can do to play for your country and to win a gold medal. And that my dad did, I think that's, you know, the awesome, you know, awesome achievement and, um, you know, grew up admiring him and everybody who goes through the Olympics winter, you know, summer Olympics doesn't matter. Just really have been in tune ever since. Well, you weren't crazy during the trade deadline, but just, you know, you went through the 
talk it's hard to kind of dodge the the madness at this time of the year um we all know what's out there and uh, i told him legitimately I, I was told i was getting traded and wasn't going to be back and then i was back the next day so like you know you never know um so just keep playing and you know just block it out that day will come um and that deadline will pass and uh, you either will be or won't be involved in anything so it's out of your control um just continue to go go to work and enjoy the, you know, enjoy being around the guys, you know, and, um, and keep giving what you got. So, um, not to worry as much about it and just, uh, try to stick to your day to day. What year was that? The, uh, I don't remember the, the year, the summer before I came uh, here. So yeah, I was, I was all but like ready to get traded and bam, I'm back out there playing at three, you know, seven o'clock that night. No, it was a de no the deadline. So the deadline was, I thought I was getting traded because Marcus All got traded last minute to Toronto, and so did I. So I thought I was getting traded. So I'm sitting in my room and we got a game that day, so we're playing the Thunder. So I'm like, do I fly back to Memphis? Where am I doing? I'm already thinking about plans and stuff, and, and it's like, oh, we're not, we're gonna hold on to you for the rest of the year. I was like, All right, like, it's so like went to the got on the bus and went and played. So it was like, you know, kind of went through it a little bit. Um, so I try to tell those guys, you know, you never know, you know, it really, really could happen last minute or nothing could happen. So yeah, I didn't know where it was going to be. I honestly didn't. So definitely Utah was, um, I think at the forefront and there were some other teams, but I had no clue where I was going to be. There you go. Mike Conley and uh, Mike tonight, as most nights, uh, was very, very good. He's been very good lately. 18 points, seven assists, uh, three rebounds for Mike Conley. I'll go to uh, Locke's walk-off interview with Mike tonight where he asked him kind of flat out, and I thought it was a great question from David, said, have you been taking a more vocal role on the team? It, it certainly seems that way. And Mike, I thought he kind of be a little diplomatic with it and maybe maybe kind of skirt the question a little bit, and he did not. He said, yes, absolutely, and going through adversity. And he actually called the adversity, uh, said it couldn't get any worse, um, which which I thought was interesting. But uh, he did acknowledge that he's he's kind of grabbed the bull by the horns a little bit more lately, and I think it's good for the team. Well, I think it is because I think everybody knows where he is all the time, which is he, he's 100% about the team and, and doing great things with the team. Uh, again, a night where he has seven assists to one turnover. I mean, just – Pretty good. Really, really good. Didn't shoot the ball great, but, um, you know, was so effective in so many different areas. Uh, Mike's just a great teammate, and I think everybody understands that. So his voice in the locker room is a really good thing. Yep. And if that's one of the voices that's being heard, that's that's really positive. 113-104 is your final. Jazz get a win over the Knicks. Uh, postgame is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru and the My Subaru is campaign featuring real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some. Share your own, mysubaruis.com. Coming up next, we have a play of the game. We also have a few stat nuggets from our friend Tyson Ewing, and we'll get Coach Lacombe's final thoughts on this one straight ahead here on the Jazz Radio Network. Hand off the Fournier stolen. Donovan's going the other way. Oh, Donovan Mitchell with Mel Jam! 
Windmill from Donovan Mitchell. Pretty darn great. There's your play of the game. Our buddy David Locke on the call brought to you by Larry H. Miller Dealerships for service sales and selection. LHMauto.com driven by you. Post game is brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru featuring the My Subaru is campaign real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Share your Subaru story for a chance to win prizes. Learn more and share MarkMillerSubaru.com. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe with you. Jazz win. 113-104 over the New York Knicks. And I do think that windmill, uh, Coach Lacombe, I, I I thought it made a statement, not just, of course, that Donovan was fired up and wanted to get a win over the Knicks, but we I, I said this to Locke earlier. There hasn't always been that joy in Donovan Mitchell's game that when he's at his best, it looks like he's really having fun out there. We can really picture it, right? And, and this year we haven't seen that all that much. And I think tonight you kind of saw him think about it. He could have gone in there and laid it up. He saw he was wide open. He thought, you know what? We're going we're gonna to put on a show. And I think that's great. I think Donovan absolutely is at his best when he's playing with a little joy. And he gave us a little Spider-Man pose tonight. He too. did. Yes, uh, he know, did. On an and one. So, no, I, I do. I think, I think Donovan's better when he has that enjoyment and he's able to play with that flair. Uh, I, I do think there's stuff that comes with the pressure of, you know, you know I think these guys want to win worse than anybody. But they also understand that, you know, it's it's really important to the people around here. And so, yeah, you, it gets heavy. You know, you want to be guys that go out and, and compete for championships. And when things aren't going great, um, you know, the, you've got to work through it. But I, I love what I'm seeing right now because I think what we're seeing is a little bit of resurgence back to kind of the earlier part of the season where, you know, the Jazz were having a lot of fun and they were, they were having a ton of success, too. And Donovan did admit in his post game, he said uh, he felt a little inspired by Doke. I don't think that's the the uh, word that he used, but he said when you see somebody going in there and playing like that and taking advantage of your opportunity, you can't help but feed off it. I thought that was pretty cool. No, I think I, it's not bad when you have fuel coming off the bench, and fuel doesn't always have to be points, you know. But just a really positive spirit coming off. Clarkson's done that for the Jazz, you know, and getting the sixth man of the year. Uh, Pascal has brought a ton of that, but to have another guy that you can you can put into the game, and certainly now Doke's been in about every situation you can be in, but you can put him in there and know he's going to go out there and he's going to care. He's going to play really hard and try to win the game. All right, let's get to a few stat nuggets from our friend Tyson Ewing, uh, who does stats for AT&T Sportsnet. Follow him on Twitter at TyEwing2. Then we'll get some final thoughts from Coach, Coach Lacombe to, uh, before we turn the page to the Warriors. Uh, all right, here we go. Second half full of runs. Opening two minutes, 9-1 Utah run. Next seven minutes, get this, Coach, 24-2 Knickerbocker run. Final 15 minutes, 43-22 Utah Jazz run. Wow, it was runs. Run city. Uh, How about this? The Knicks missed 19 of their final 24 shots, and they actually hit their last two. So it was was worse than it uh, appeared there. We've sat through some of those, too. It's better to be on this side. (laughs) We have sat through a few of those. Uh, Utah scored on seven of their final nine possessions to close the game on a 15-7 run. Donovan's rebound to save it to Doak for the dunk uh, play. Quinn Snyder mentioned uh, started the 15-7 game-clinching run, so that was uh, a pretty critical play. And then uh, this was Donovan's 23rd 30-plus point, 5-plus rebound, and 5-plus assist game of his career, and it was his fourth this season. That's a great number for him, 23 with 35-5. and five. Not bad. I, I love his mindset right now. You know, I think, again, you go through so many emotions as a player in, in the middle of, uh, of the journey of a season, and I think um, he's in a good spot right now. You can tell he's 
he feels good, and uh, I'm glad he he's healthy. You know, the concussion stuff's kind of um, blown through, and it's just great to see him out there having a good time playing well. want to remind you about Utah Jazz Most Valuable Educators program presented by Instructure, the makers of cannabis throughout the season. The Utah Jazz and Instructure will recognize 21 MVEs. Each one will receive a visit from Jazz Bear, $1,000 grant, a personalized jersey, and tickets to see a jazz game this week. Go to nba.com slash jazz slash MVE to nominate your favorite educator right now. Coach Combe, let's get a few final thoughts from you. Uh, just awesome way to come out, you know, start a week for this team. Uh, three games this week, and certainly the Warriors is going to be a, quite, a real test on Wednesday night. So this is a big game for the Jazz to win, um, and they competed like that. You, you know, th- that was a game of runs. There, there was a ton of emotion, and like Donovan said, they didn't really get rattled by it. They stayed with it mentally, which I think is a great thing. Um, they played through some of those downturns, and they turned the momentum. And I think you don't have to look much further than what Doak did tonight. You know, he he completely turned the momentum of his night from the first half to the second half and really put in a position to have to finish the game and did so in such a great way. Um, a lot to build on, I think, in this win. And looking forward to, to Wednesday night against the Warriors. Want to say a big thanks to everybody who helped with the broadcast tonight. Of course, David Locke and Ron Boone doing a terrific job calling all of the action. Thanks to our broadcast assistants. Thanks to Jeff Carroll, executive producer of Jazz Game Night. Thanks to Mark Miller, Subaru, title sponsor of the postgame show. Uh, the My Subaru is campaign features real stories from real Mark Miller Subaru customers. Subaru owners are diverse and each has a unique story to share. Read some and share your own. MySubaruIs.com. And, of course, Coach Lacombe, fun way to start off the week, my friend. That was a great one. That was a fun night, a lot of laughs, and some good basketball. Yep. And a jazz win. Fun game to watch, no doubt about it. 113 to 104 is your final jazz one three in a row. They'll try for four. Coming up on Wednesday night, the Golden State Warriors will be in town. Tip-off for that game will be at 8 o'clock, late night game. Uh, Pre-game show will begin at 7. Of course, you'll hear it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network.